hungry. Hello, hello, podcast listeners. It's me, Lisa Lillian, also known as Hungry Girl, here at Hungryland with Mikey and Jamie. Hey there. Hello. My trusty friends. We are trustworthy. <laughs> trusty and trustworthy. <laughs> Very excited about today's podcast. Yeah, it should be fun. It, it's always fun. Yeah. But today, I think it's going to be really helpful. Um, and before we jump in, I want to say, if you don't subscribe to this podcast, you should. Yes. Right? Just click Just on subscribe. You'll never miss anything. Ever. Mm-hmm. Nope. You won't be out of the loop. And the cool thing is if you do it on iTunes, it'll tell you as soon as the episode is ready to listen to. What? Yeah, it'll just it pop ju- up. It, it notifies you. Yeah, mm-hmm. notifies you on the podcast app, yeah. Does it text you? Um, No, but there'll be like a notification. It'll just go bing and it'll Subtle be Subtle reminder. Subtle reminder. Yeah. It hits you over the head. Yeah, <laughs> and actually depending on what coast you're on, some people wake up and it's like right there right when they wake up. Oh yeah, that's cool. true because we yeah. do launch Friday early morning. Yeah. Very good. Um, so today's podcast, it's, I don't want to say it's a little bit of a serious subject, but it kind of is. It's about diet sabotage and things that are hurting you, like mm-hmm. saboteurs, the top saboteurs mm-hmm. that really throw you off track and really mess with your eating. And I'm excited about this because it was truly inspired by a ton of fans. Mm-hmm. So there's one fan in particular named Suzanne. You know who you are, Suzanne, if you're out there. Um, she emailed and she was saying how she likes the podcast, but did we ever think about you know touching on the topic of people who eat unhealthy foods and who push food your way and how that affects you? Mm-hmm. And that made me think, well, why don't we open it up and do a whole sort of episode about sabotage and then we posted in the community. And the floodgates were opened. And that was that. <laughs> People had a lot to say. Yeah, they did. And so when, when we put it out there, we said, well, what are the top, you know, the top things that sabotage your diet? And then people were just like posting and posting. And then we narrowed it down, right? Mm-hmm. To like the top eight things. Top eight. Jamie had a lot of um, work reading. Mm-hmm. Mike helped. A little bit. <laughs> but Mike, we read every uh, single uh, one. And Mike we wanted was to just make eating sure. peanut butter. Yeah. I learned more than I helped. <laughs> So then we narrowed it down and we really listened. Yeah. And we're going to go over those things and maybe even throw some shout outs to people in the community. Sounds great. So if you're out there and you don't know what the community is, you're like, Lisa, what community are you speaking of? This is our Facebook What's Chewing community and it's really a great place. There's almost 35,000 people wow. in that community. Wow. It's all like user generated and run by you guys. And we just, you know, we read... We are voyeurs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we post in there. Jamie's in there a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but people are very supportive. Mm, very. And uh, it, you just go to our Facebook page. You can join. Um, but everyone is so nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nicest place on the internet. It is. It, why a community so nice? Because we kick knows? anyone out that says anything <laughs> mean. Oh, that's true. We do that. We do that. That's okay, though. Yeah. I remember like somebody very close to me once said, if somebody is rude to you on your page, just block them. Yeah. And I was like, Why? And then I re- they were like, well, if they came to your house and they started throwing things around your living room, would you invite them back? And I was like, no. <laughs> block, 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 block. So we block people. There you go. Um, that doesn't happen very often. No, no. Mm-hmm. Hungry girl It's fans. a good group. They're nice. They're so sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So first thing that sabotages our healthy eating, what do you think it is? I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> it's tell stress. Us. Oh, yeah. God, yes. Stress. Stress. And in some cases, you know, Jamie, you and I had this conversation, stress and boredom yeah. as part of that. I get, I'm like, I don't necessarily equate the two, but I get it mm-hmm. because stress causes you to do things that you might not normally do. And same with boredom. Yeah. Like yeah. I was saying for me, both of them, it's anytime I just don't want to feel that feeling. I'm like, oh, some food looks nice. I don't want to feel stressed. I don't want to feel bored. 
Yeah, and stress makes you, for me, it's about eating the wrong kind of food. Mm -hmm. Like you feel somehow that food is a reward. Mm -hmm. Like for Mike, it's probably just like peanut butter. Mm -hmm. He's stressed, he eats peanut butter. Mm -hmm. But when you're happy, you eat peanut butter. I eat peanut butter all the time. When you're sad. It doesn't matter, you know, happy, sad, angry. It's all, all, (laughs) yeah, all emotions. So when when people feel stressed, they want to reach for things that comfort them, mm-hmm. and food really comforts them. And to me, like the best thing that helps me when I feel stressed and I want to eat the wrong foods is to have good for you versions of those foods mm-hmm. that you would normally like cave and eat. Mm-hmm. And in my world, it's like you know chips or like potatoy things, mm-hmm. starchy things. So I, I like to have like seaweed snacks around. Oh, that's a good one. That's they're salty and crunchy and can, yeah. You can eat a lot of them for not a lot of calories. A ton. Yeah. You just like shove the whole package in your face. <laughs> like an animal for like twenty five calories. And I love them. But it is about being prepared. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's gonna be a through line of this episode. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be a lot of us saying, you know what? you're responsible and you have to be prepared. So when it comes to you being sort of stressed out, um, you just have to really try to stay ahead of it and know that if you're going to feel stressed and it's going to make you weak when it comes to food, have things around that you can choose. I basically always assume I'm going to be stressed when I go shopping. I just assume that I need to prepare for that. (laughs) Wait, wait, you're stressed when you shop? No, I I know that at some point during the week, I'm going to get that like stressed out feeling and want to eat. I know there's going to be a time when I open the refrigerator. And so I need a stress food. Mine's baby carrots. Baby carrots and like honey mustard or um, Dijon mustard. It's Mm. just... If I'm like have that feeling and there's no way you can talk me down from eating something, at least I'm going to eat something that I won't do a lot of damage. That's good. And it's sweet, too. Yeah. But you are a goody two-shoes. Her big, I know. Her big cave is the baby carrot yeah. and the honey mustard. It mm. wasn't always. <laughs> do we put up my before picture? <laughs> yeah, we should. Oh. Let's put up your before picture. Your, oh, glamour, sh- your glamour shot right, from that's the a, mall. That's a real before picture. <laughs> She's got these glamour shots from the mall. Wait. Like, I'm from New Jersey. Wait, what? Glamour shots from the mall. Oh, the one yeah. with your mom. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen with them. the twinkle and the glow yeah. and the halo around your head. Yeah, that was my hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a bad hairdo. <laughs> anyway, um, so other things that we like to keep around when we're feeling a little bit stressed and we think we may cave, if we're craving something sweet, hard candies are great. Mm-hmm. Things like lollipops. Also, dessert flavored tea. That's big for you. Oh my god. It's, um, can, can we name brands? Sure, absolutely. Red Rose. Red Rose Sweet yeah. Temptations. It's like cheesecake and blueberry muffin. It's amazing. They're amazing. It's, yeah, we yeah. did a big, we had, they were a partner last year. And so we have more tea than we know what to do with. Yeah. They sent us like a lifetime yeah. supply and we love it. Yeah. And but, I just feel like by the time I get to the bottom of that cup, like that feeling of like must have sweet, it like it calms down a little bit. Yeah. The blueberry muffin tastes like blueberry muffin. It's the, so Willy Wonka. The, the, <laughs> I'm turning the lemon meringue. Is it called a meringue? It's, it's lemon, lemon cake. Lemon, lemon cake, cake, cake flavor cake. tastes like lemon cake. Yeah. It does. They, they have a good cake. flavorologist on yeah. staff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we should say it's all natural sweetened yeah. with stevia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is it is very sweet though. Mm-hmm. If you like your tea unsweetened, do not get this tea yeah. because it is super sweet. Yeah. But it is comforting. Um, and it is a good thing to have around. You can carry it with you. Like being prepared is all about like, take it with you in your purse, have it in Mm -hmm. your desk. That's the thing where where I think people don't like to really, you know, realize that it's up to them Mm -hmm. to somehow stay ahead of it. Mm -hmm. So getting in front of it, staying ahead of it, that's, that's always what we say. And that's really true. Uh, And we're going to sound like a broken record, but it is true. It's for your own good. <laughs> okay. Also, in there are other ways, and you may think this is cheesy, but there are non-food ways to get relief from your stress. Mm-hmm. What do you do, Jamie? 
Um, I I like to get fresh air. So if I'm feeling stressed, I need to like step out of my environment before, you know, not in, not in front of the refrigerator cold air, but actually out the door. That's a good one for me. Real but air. That's not all she she does. What does she do? She gets a shoulder rub from me. Oh. Well, we can't yeah. offer shoulder rubs to everyone. Mike. Well, no. Stressed. So if <laughs> you're, everyone, Mike, will if, come to your house if and you're rub your shoulders. Stressed, have your husband or partner or whoever, you know, rub your shoulders. That is a good idea. Well, or do yeah. a good stretch. That kind of yeah. gives you the yeah. same feeling. It's not as good for me as online shopping. <laughs> oh, now <laughs> we're to talking. To me, online shopping is the way to relieve stress. Like, I do find that, I, like, the only thing that keeps me from being, like, if I'm shop, if I'm out at a mall, if I'm shopping, mm-hmm. it keeps me from being hungry. I could be, if I'm at a Nordstrom Rack, I can deal with no food for 10 Mm -hmm. hours straight. So it's the same with online shopping. So if I'm like feeling stressed and I want to like go to another place, it's like a fantasy world, I will go on Amazon Mm -hmm. and just start looking and clicking and one clicking. And it doesn't have to mean I'm spending a lot of money, but Mm -hmm. it's just about that distraction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, distraction. Well, and you just reminded me, it's like I, I craft, I do like crafts with my hands and that's another thing where it's like once I'm into it or even reading a book like it takes me out of that headspace of just like that ravenous must feed the need to eat yeah it does it it definitely helps you and also exercise helps you I know but walk house walking like I a lot of times will just like a crazy person walk around my house Mm -hmm. up and down the stairs Lolly my dog she thinks I'm crazy and that's okay but it it definitely helps with stress you just I don't know, you're burning something mm-hmm. and so it makes like you feel good. Anything you can do to break that connection from, oh my God, I'm so stressed to food is going in my mouth. Like the longer you can delay that with something, the better your chances are of, you know, outsmarting it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And then another thing you can do, and this is like, this is about like getting the stress out of your life. Mm-hmm. It's like face that stress head on. Mm-hmm. What? is causing the stress. Mm-hmm. Is it because you haven't been organized? Maybe you haven't made a list of everything you need to do. Maybe you're not managing your time. Like I'm really good at time management, like to an annoying degree. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know I bug certain people in my life. Okay, my husband. <laughs> but like I'll make lists or I know exactly what every minute of my day is going to look like. And that helps me feel, I mean, some might say that is stressful in itself. But to me, it's less stressful because I know I can get it all done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you know you have your list and the time that it takes to do everything and you know that you can't do these 15 things, you can do nine, prepare for doing nine. Yeah. No. Well, because a lot of times the stress, it's not real stress. It's anticipatory stress. It's like, you know, you're going to get overwhelmed. So, you know, it's like you said, you kind of take the anticipatory. Yeah, I good word, right? <laughs> I feel like I'm in a spelling bee. <laughs> don't make me spell it and use it in a sentence. But then, no, that is true. But you're, agree. you're right, because I don't, I, I'm rarely stressed. Like, you've probably never seen me stressed, right? Like, either of you, I don't think, right? So, like, but I, I do lists. Like, I, I have a, a, a daily list, and I just check it off, check it off, check it off. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I, in my brain, I know how much time each task take, takes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Well, I yeah, liked what I you see. said about, like, planning to do nine instead of 12. Like, sometimes I'm just way unrealistic as to, like, what I think I'm supposed to accomplish in a day. And it's like, I'm only human. Let me just set a real ex- realistic <laughs> expectation for myself, not a robot. Okay, you know what I do? Hmm. To make, because it's good when you cross those things off your list. Mm-hmm. It feels good. So I literally will make my list. And even if I know I did four things already, I will add them to my list. I add those four things to the list and then cross them off. <laughs> so I feel like that's 
four things I've done already. It is yeah. the most genius thing I've ever learned from you. I thought that at first I heard it. I'm like, no, that's cheating. And it's like, no, it's not. You did those things. Mm-hmm. Put them on the list. Get that. Scratch them off the list. Yeah. It's yeah. a great feeling. It's fun. Maybe it's cheating, but I don't care. No, not at all. It's still fun. Yeah. Recorded podcast today. Chat. Chat. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are we ready to move on to number two? Yeah. Okay. People said that the workplace, the work week, and work in general were very high up on being a saboteur. Oh, I don't know what they're talking about. The work, this is just Well, if you work at Hungry No, I'm kidding. No, but we still, I still face it. Yeah, I mean, we all do. Like, and Mm -hmm. and it depends on what, what is that to you? Mm -hmm. Like, for me, if we're in recipe development and there's like 50 amazing, not 50, but if we do like 12 Mm -hmm. recipes a day Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I want to eat all of them and I can't eat all of them. I can take little bites of them and as we develop them, I taste them, but you can't eat everything. But for some people, it's more about the break room and holiday snacks mm-hmm. and things that are the donuts the every Friday bowl. morning. <laughs> donuts. Yeah. Yeah. Donuts, candy bowls, mm-hmm. you know, all the peanut, the peanut butter cups that are staring mm-hmm. at you. Mm-hmm. We have, I mean, even me, like I'm guilty of it. We have those jars yep. full of candy here. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I do that. To people. <laughs> why do you do that to <laughs> us? It's, it's for guests, but you know, I don't know. I like to tease people a little. No. Okay. Maybe I don't. Um, but that really does add to you making bad decisions. But again, the solutions are for you to be prepared. It's the broken record thing again. So pack your lunch. Think about the food you're going to eat for the day. Keep things on hand that you know you like to snack on. And if you think like the things that are going to tempt you the most are the sweets in the break room, keep some healthier versions of that mm-hmm. at your desk so you feel like you're not being deprived. You yeah. can even make some Hungry Girl recipes oh, that you can keep on idea. hand. We yeah, should post it's like, them. don't expect your, you know, temptation is hard. So it's, you could try and be a martyr and just be like, I'm going to face it and not eat anything. Or you could bring a low calorie brownie <laughs> and have that instead of the crazy pastries in the break room. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what I tend to do. It's like, I always have things in my desk. My desk has like tons of she stuff. She has a great snack drawer. I really do. I should post a picture of it. Yeah. yeah. I'll do it. Now Mike is like, I didn't know there was a snack drawer. I'm excited. I don't worry. I have I have cameras there so I could see who goes in oh, there. Okay. <laughs> well, I like too that really you said don't. about packing lunch. I remember my first job out of college, like, I don't know what I was thinking. I would go to work and I wouldn't even think about what I was gonna have to, for lunch. And then all of a sudden it was like twelve thirty, I'm hungry. There's like five options at the deli down the street. Like it it was just so impulsive. And now like packing my lunch, it's just so easy. I don't even have to think about it. Yeah, you, you're a big lunch packer. I am, mm-hmm. I am. It's funny, I don't really do that here very much. I always have like things I can eat. I right. keep like Trader Joe's salads, like the Southwest salad. Mm-hmm. That's always on my mm-hmm. shelf in the fridge. And like little pouches of protein yeah. all around soup. Because my snacks to me, like the thing, if everybody else is eating donuts, I'll be jealous because I'm hungry, but I don't want a donut. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have soup. Right. Like I'd rather eat a mini meal. See, mm. you're you are a lunch packer. You're a lunch hoarder. <laughs> you just leave it all here. <laughs> I'm a snack a snack packer, a snack hoarder. Um, but meal prep is a big part of this. Yeah. Like, it, and do you meal prep a lot? You know, I don't really like. I would never on a Thursday night come home and cook an elaborate dinner. So I always have things that I can throw together in 15 minutes and have a meal. Yeah. So I, I let the supermarket meal prep for me. Mm-hmm. I pick things that I know will make a meal real, really quickly. Right. Like in my freezer, I always have like the Green Giant Spiralized yep. Veggies. I have the Trader Joe's Cauliflower Gnocchi. Mm-hmm. I always, well, I'll have zucchini that I can spiralize really mm-hmm. quickly. And then the protein options and then the sauce options. I have yeah. the Laughing Cow Wedges or the Marinara. And you have like a 10 minute meal no matter mm-hmm. what. Mix yeah. and match. Yeah. We always, always have pre-cooked chicken. Yeah. So that no matter what, it's like combine that with either... 
veggies or lettuce, like there's always at least some sort of a satisfying meal within, you know, that 10 minutes when you get home and it's been a long work day and you just need something fast. Yeah. And we'll do ground turkey, you know, one night and then have it this, the next night as a, a leftover. So it's it's kind of like prepping, yeah. you know. And you take that, you could take that stuff to work and have it as your lunch. Yep. And the key really, again, is not letting the stress, there you go back to stress, mm-hmm. of your job make you make poor decisions. Mm-hmm. And what really makes you make poor decisions is when you're not prepared. Mm-hmm. So if you feel that stress, and you feel that hunger, and there's nothing in front of you except that donut in the break room, what are you going to do? You're going to eat the donut in the mm-hmm. break room. So at least as a safety net, you have your snacks, your foods, and you at least you're arming yourself for success, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. All right. Number three, the number three saboteur, according to our community members, significant others, friends, and social situations. That's a a mouthful. Yeah. Mike, get out. (laughs) (laughs) He's my significant other. But But it's, you know, it is the pusher, the food pusher. Yeah. I don't push food on you, though. No, but you're a rare bird. I mean. (laughs) Yeah. I guess so. So what what are people in the community saying? Well, Mary said, I really believe it's my boyfriend. She said, when we go out, he orders appetizers, and then he tells me just having one can't hurt. Yeah, right. And then Patty said, my husband. She said, I love him, but he just doesn't get it. And Nancy got the term right. She said, food pushers. They attempt to sabotage me with unhealthy temptations. I think those three should become friends and like... And then just only hang out with each other and not push food on each other. So (laughs) there it is. So I have, I kind of have a lot to say about this. I feel like some of that has to start within you. So how like how vocal are you about your eating restrictions and what you are not eating or if you're watching your weight or if you're on a diet? I always find that I well people know me. Anyone who knows I'm hungry girl <laughs> you can't hide that it. is not yeah, <laughs> it's uncomfortable because people always say to me, I'm gonna order what you order or wow, you'll eat bread or they just are always watching what I'm eating. But let's say you're not hungry girl. Most of you out there are Most not of us. <laughs> exactly. I was never the type of person that would say, You make a big announcement, like, I am not eating any cake. Right. Or I can't eat bread, bread's full of carbs. I watch I can only have four carbs a day. I'm doing keto. I feel like the more you announce mm-hmm. what you're eating and what you can and can't eat, the more you open yourself up to people either trying to tell you why you don't need to lose weight mm-hmm. or why your way of eating doesn't make sense or why you're being unhealthy. Everybody has something to say about whatever it is you're doing and they're judgmental and it may be some of their own stuff. Yeah, you never know. Like maybe they're upset because they just ate a giant Mm -hmm. cheesecake. Mm -hmm. Who knows? So the more you put that out there, the more likely you may be to hearing negativity or having someone try to convince you to do A, B, or C. Right, that's a good point. And then if your husband says, oh, just have one appetizer, you know what? Maybe take it, put it on your plate, take a bite of it or Mm -hmm. push it around. If that's too tempting for you, you don't have to do that. And you can always just be honest. You can mm-hmm. just say, sweetie, um, I'm afraid if I eat that one appetizer, I'm going to want to eat 10 appetizers. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just eat my entree, which is fine, yeah. too. It's kind of standing up for yourself and what's important to you. Right. I had a friend who used to, like, it's, I used to make that mistake of letting people know I'm on a diet. I'm watching what I eat. I'm very healthy. And she said, you know, I just don't understand why you can't just have a slice of pizza. And I remember saying, you know what? It doesn't make me feel good because that's the truth. It feels good for me in the moment, but afterwards I feel like crap. Mm -hmm. So like that was easier for me than saying like, I'm on a diet. I'm not allowed to. We just say, you know what? I prefer to to eat other foods. Yeah. That doesn't make me feel good. That that food doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't make me happy. Any, any of that. And it's training too. Cause like uh, for me, uh, when I go to like a a family party or even when we go on a cruise and I have 
the, the buffet, the Lido deck is all you can eat food. I feel like crap after I eat it. But the last, you know, holiday, what was it Thanksgiving? I think it was Thanksgiving. I only had one plate and I felt great. So now like I'm going to, I'm hopefully training myself to just have one plate, you know, like it's just, you got to train yourself basically to. Well, one plate is a really good thing, especially yeah. if your person usually has two or three plates mm-hmm. yeah. that can make all the difference in the world. Yeah. So even if you're putting the stuff on your plate, that's not a hundred percent healthy. You're only doing one plate. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's a good trick. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it is about finding what works for you. So a lot of people don't realize that they just want like a blanket solution. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, uh, you know, as part of this, it's not just food pushers, it's social situations. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, and maybe it's an old school mentality, and I find it a lot, especially with like my mom, who was like an old school dieter. She still like, it doesn't understand that when you dine out, you can still stick to your eating plan. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people make excuses and they say, oh, I'm going out for dinner. So like, I'm going to eat whatever it is that looks good on the menu mm-hmm. to me. And one thing that really has helped me over the years is learning how to read a menu and learning how to navigate a menu in in any social situation. Yeah. What's that term you you use when you like look at a menu but you don't like you only see certain things? Sadness? No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I actually I don't know. Like you read it with blinders on. Yeah, like, yeah food blinders. That's y- it. It's like when I look at a menu, I'm scanning the menu for the words that either like that that are the words that pop out as things that are good for me Mm -hmm. so i'm always looking for lean proteins i don't read the pasta section i don't look at anything that's fried um it's really all about finding the stuff that i know is like on my okay list Mm -hmm. grilled chicken and steamed vegetables or grilled vegetables or fish or just things that are more like you know you can identify every every ingredient mm-hmm. i don't do heavy sauces and things mm-hmm. like that and you can find that anywhere yeah. it's almost like a fun challenge i always play this game it's fun to do at restaurants but it's almost like the game that i play i always play the lost our luggage game <laughs> which is the lost our, the luggage, lost our game. luggage game is like wherever i go whatever city i land in no matter where i am it could be at the gift shop at the hotel or in the airport i pretend my luggage is gone and i have to have Everything I have to buy everything in that one store for the whole trip. Oh my god! So it could be a Walmart or just a gift shop. That's and the most fun game ever. Did you ever best. actually buy things and like you have like a bedazzled Dallas <laughs> T-shirt? Well, that I do. I do have things like okay. that. But it wasn't because my luggage was lost. But <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like no matter where you are, like what's my best choice on yep. this menu? No matter where you are, it's just a. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not ordering off the menu, it's just a fun game to play. Well, Maybe it's like I'm training. Weird. No, it's like training. Like Mike was saying, yeah, you, you get good at it. You do. You get good at it. It's yeah. like room service, mini bar. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll go to the hotel, and the first thing I do is like, if there is a mini bar, it's like such a thing of the past. But I will look at that whole mini bar and be like, okay, these three things I could eat. If I'm feeling hungry mm-hmm. on Tuesday night, I will eat that. If I don't remember to go to the deli and pick up an apple, I'll eat that. So it's just a fun little exercise. You really learn, and yeah. it's fun to play. I think too. It's like it's not saying that you have to eat perfectly healthy at every meal. It's not that. It's it's the option that if you know what I mean it's like you can't use that excuse oh well, I was going out to dinner I couldn't possibly right. if you want to especially this time of year when there's a lot of social functions it's not an excuse like you can find something healthy if you want if you want to indulge okay that's a different saboteur yeah, and I do know? and I do indulge so it's like it is about the 80 20 rule mm-hmm. but I think some people go to a place where once they indulge they can't bring it back right mm-hmm. and so it is again about knowing yourself yeah. which is definitely important and some people have not taken the time to understand what what makes them weak mm-hmm. and what foods make them feel like they need to eat more foods. Mm-hmm. We'll get a little more into that um, well, later. What do you do if there's like, 
if you have like a holiday party or like a big, you know, social thing going on that night? Like, how do you prepare? Well, I, I think you have to think, and I, and sorry, Mike, but I think women are better th- at this than men, but you mm-hmm. have to really plan ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have to think about what your whole day looks like. Like, I know I'm going out for dinner tonight mm-hmm. somewhere, like, that it's called meat. The ah! restaurant is called <laughs> meat. At least you know there'll be protein. <laughs> there will be protein there, but like, I know on nights where I know that I'm going to have like a bigger dinner, I really try to be light during the day. Mm-hmm. And if you know you have a holiday party or if you know you're going out for a holiday dinner, you have to just plan ahead. Like, I never understood. I knew a guy um, that shall remain nameless that used to, if we would have dinner plans at six o'clock and he was hungry and it would be like 3.30, he has a giant sandwich. And I'm like, but we have dinner at six. Yeah. Think about what's what's coming up. Mm-hmm. Maybe have an apple just to tide <laughs> you over. So you have to just think think about it and plan ahead. It's, it's all it's all about planning ahead. It, have we noticed a theme here? It's all about it's coming back to you. D- it's don't be prepared, right? That's the theme. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? At the end of this episode, we're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna give you a list. Oh, good. That'll help. So cool. you know, we're gonna do that. Right, Mike? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like diet heroes. Sorry. These are the diet saboteurs. We're going to wrap it up with... With the heroes. I like it. Yes. All right. Number five. This is a tough one. Alcohol. Glug, yeah. glug, glug. Yeah. <laughs> now, alcohol, it sabotages us for several reasons. One, it has empty calories. It's pretty high in calories. Mm-hmm. You know, I luckily won and I'm buzzed. <laughs> but... Um, it also lowers your inhibitions. So mm-hmm. then you make excuses about all the food you're going to eat. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I am not a person who can eat and drink. Like if I have one drink and I'm buzzed, then I'm going to be hungry enough and maybe I'll make poorer choices, but I can't keep drinking and keep eating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But some people do. I feel like a lot of people get drunk and then get food drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, because, it, yeah. But Mike, beer also it. makes you, at least for me, beer, uh, of all the others, if you're a beer drinker, it makes you hungry. It's the strangest thing because you drink more of it than, let's say, hard alcohol, right? But you feel hungrier after you drink it. I don't get it. And I think most people do. And that's why bars are successful. Yeah, mm-hmm. your stomach's like, you're yeah. filling me up, but you're not giving me anything I can actually do something with. Yeah. And that's that, why people want pizza after yeah. they yep. have beer, right? Yeah. Think about these gastropubs. That are, that's like the new craze. It's like great food, great beer, mm-hmm. and you're not you're, you're eating 2,000 calories probably, you know, just from the beer. <laughs> I know. And that's a, especially this time of year. Like you have to think if you know you have three social events, you might decide you want to have cocktails and only one. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to be the designated driver, which will help you make responsible decisions. Or maybe you just want to have sparkling water with a little lime or a little ginger beer or mm-hmm. something that just makes you feel like you're being festive yep. That without the alcohol. Or you can go every other drink. Do like a light. I mean, I like a Prosecco or a, a little glass of champagne or a white wine. It's a little bit lighter. And mm-hmm. then have only one glass, maybe mm-hmm. two glasses at most. And don't overdo it because if you start getting like mixed drinks, mm-hmm. if you go to the bar and start ordering margaritas with lots mm-hmm. of syrups and, and sugary drinks, you can easily take in well over a thousand calories in alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, some people like wake up the next morning and there's someone next to them they don't recognize. Like I wake up and there's like an empty bag of Cheetos and <laughs> I'm like, what did I get into last night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not as good. I, you know, it reminded me of someone I know who does the ambient sleep eating. Have you oh, ever heard no, of that? I have. Uh, yeah. It's like, I know somebody that literally woke up and their grand, this is like a friend of my parents and I heard the story years ago. She said her grandson's birthday cake was missing. So this woman was like in her 60s and she said that she woke up, she literally ate her grandson's birthday cake. 
Well, what she doesn't want to tell you is that she got really sloshed the night before. <laughs> it was the ambient. But alcohol does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I just feel like y- you just have to be really careful with it. Well, That's I, the bottom line. I liked your advice about like having like a sparkling water or because for me, it's like if you are drinking water at a bar at a social situation, people be like, why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you drinking? But if you have like a Diet Coke with lime or like a seltzer with lime, people will leave you alone. Right. Or have a Virgin Mary. Yeah. That's a great one. Mm -hmm. Like Bloody Mary mix is so great. It's like a snack. It is like a snack. And that's why I always order it on airplanes. Mm -hmm. And it's great because it makes you feel like you're having a mini meal. It actually fills you up Mm -hmm. and you feel like you're drinking. Just have a lot of like sticking olive in it. Mm -hmm. And I love those Bloody Marys with like the mm-hmm. giant shrimp coming <laughs> out the side of Bacon. it. Bacon. <laughs> yeah, there's a slot. There's a place like in Marina del Rey that serves them with sliders. Crazy. Anyway, who but are that's Mr. and Mrs. T? Because the, the, those they, are the ones that did the Bloody Mary drink, right? That's, yeah, yeah. Miss, I thought it was just Mrs. T. She married. Oh, that was both Mr. and Mrs. T's Bloody Mary. Mix. No, Mr. T is from the 18th. No, I know Mr. T. He's right there. Somewhere. I th- I right there. Wait, Wait, Mr. T invented the Bloody Mary. I feel like I'm no, missing something. Please look this up, Jamie, because I think it's just Mrs. T. I, I think you're confusing. Both. Maybe. I don't know. Mr. T is, I pity the fool. Yeah. I love Mr. T. Mr. T is awesome. But I think he has nothing to do with Bloody Marys. But maybe he, maybe he drinks them. Maybe it's his uncle, another Mr. T. But that is the best Bloody Mr. Mary Mr. Mix. and Mrs. T. Wow, it's yeah. both of them? Yeah, it's both mm-hmm. of them. I, yeah. So is it the Mr. T? I don't think so, because I think that's been around, well, before Mr. T, our, you know, our Mr. T has been around. I think they got divorced and she took over the business. <laughs> that's, that's just me. All right, moving on. Speaking of T's, mm-hmm. the uh, saboteur number six, trigger foods. Trigger foods. Like a lot of people still don't know what trigger foods are. Like discovering, learning about your trigger foods, figuring out what they are is life changing. So I, I feel like for so many people, they don't pay attention. They don't think about the type of eater they are or the foods that they eat that make them eat more. And a trigger food is something that you eat that sets you off. It right. sets you on a path mm-hmm. that you there's a point of no return. And for me, those things are I, my number one trigger food, hands down. I know it. Do you I know, know what it, it is? Chips. Close. No, pretzels. Pretzels. Mm. Yes. <laughs> it's pretzels yeah. of all kind. And I was in New York City last week, and I walked. I probably walked like 50 miles Every day I'd pass the giant hot pretzel uh, carts and it took everything for me to just walk by them, honestly. Yeah. Mine's candy. Like really? anything that's like pure sugar, if it's like, like it, I mean, even like protein bars from anything that just tastes like super sweet, sugary deliciousness, mm. it's a problem. Mine is, uh, well, peanut butter, obviously. <laughs> But it, uh, more sp- specific is probably, I guess, if you want to generalize it, it's Jewish bakery. Anything that's really? like a Jewish, like black and white cookies Ruggle. or Ruggleck or Bobka or not our dog, or my <laughs> dog sister. Um, my my dog parents sister. have a dog named Bobka. They love food. Um, anything like that. Anything that's like pastry, mm-hmm. I, I just love. Or cake. Sweets. So you guys are sweet eaters. Oh, to me, are. it's like food. It's like bread and and like starches, it, it's just so dangerous for mm. me because I cannot stop. Like, I remember I used to, like, a binge for me would be, like, I would make one of those alternative bagels, like the 100-calorie mm-hmm. bagels, mm-hmm. and then before I knew it, I would eat four of them. Oh, my goodness. It would be, like, 100 calories a bagel, and then I've had 
four of them, which is like 400 calories worth of bagel, which is probably still less than a New York City bagel. Right. Yeah. But I, I just can't stop. Well, you brought up a good point because like I like I was saying candy and you would think, oh, sugar free candy or light candy might be better for me. If it's a trigger food, it's a trigger food in all forms for me, at least. Well, that's you bring up an interesting point. So it's like, how do you combat the trigger foods? Because right. there are two approaches. One approach is to just avoid the trigger food altogether. Okay. So if you know that you're a that chips do it for you or candy does that for you, you should snack on something else like fruit or veggies. Mm -hmm. The other approach is you make a swap. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I mean, I'm all about swaps. Hungry Girl is all about swaps. But do I have a lot of swaps for my trigger foods on a regular basis? People might be surprised to hear that I absolutely don't. So you're the first approach. I am the first approach. You avoid them. I avoid them. Mm. Because like I have a lot of recipes for things that include trigger foods for me and I support them because they're not trigger foods for everybody. Mm -hmm. But I don't eat a lot of light bread personally. Mm -hmm. I don't eat a lot of like low carb tortillas Mm -hmm. because it still is a trigger food for me. Well, I liked what you said the other day, which is like understanding the difference between foods you like a lot and trigger foods. Just because you like a food a lot, you might still be able to eat it responsibly. Yes, yes, that's exactly (laughs) what I was saying. But like there are some foods that I like a lot and I'll have swaps for them or I'll have the real thing occasionally. But if it's a real trigger food, who am I kidding? There's no way I can start eating it and not get like obsessed and want to eat more and more and more. And Mm -hmm. why why would we do that to ourselves? It's true. Wait, I do have one kind of uh, exception to this rule. So if I say I never have swaps... I mean swaps that are close to the real thing. Mm Because it's like starches are very triggery for me, but veggie noodles are off the charts at Lifesaver. Like Mm -hmm. cauliflower rice. But that's because that's veggie. Because it's like the real gluten starch that triggers you. It's like the real... It is. Yeah. Right. I feel like veggie noodles completely satisfy Mm -hmm. me. If I have zucchini noodles or broccoli slaw and I treat it like it's pasta with a cheesy sauce or a marinara... I am satisfied forever mm-hmm. and it does not trigger me. So that would be my exception. So mm-hmm. that is a swap that That's works. Good. I feel like it's good advice though. Like get to know your trigger foods and really like identify is it just a food you like a lot, but like you have a good history with it. You can eat it, you know, like I said, responsibly. Or is it something that it's like you just know you're going to go off the deep end? Yeah. That's how I am with candy. Like candy, eh, mm-hmm. I like it. Hot cocoa, I like it. I can. Enjoy those things responsibly. It won't like set me down a path. Mm-hmm. But if I drink hot cocoa, I want to set up an IV in my arm and just have <laughs> hot cocoa like into my bloodstream for the rest of the day. Yeah, I could take down like 10 Reese's peanut butter cups in one sitting easily. But Reese's is smart because they only give you two. So like they're in a, in, they're in a way they're, they're, they're like... You haven't seen the bags of them? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to not get the bag. <laughs> That's true. But yes, um, so... If you're at home now, really like stop, maybe press pause or just write down what you think your trigger foods might be and then figure out a way to get them out of your life. Yeah. Or just, just even knowing what they are is so helpful. So many people Mm -hmm. don't. Okay. The next item on the list. This is a good one. Vacation slash travel slash house guests. Oh boy. Anything that knocks us out of our routine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all about the routine and getting knocked out of it. And by the way, again, I'm going to bring this one back. It's all about you. So me, what did I do? Jamie, (laughs) it's all about Jamie. I just mean it's all about you, meaning the proverbial you. Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to have a house guest, 
don't buy all the things that you don't want in your house normally and say it's for the guests right. when you know you're going to eat it. It's like Halloween. It's buy the stuff you don't like. <laughs> just going to say, make it like Halloween. Welcome to my house. I hope you enjoy these peppermint patties. Yeah. <laughs> and celery. <laughs> no. Um, but it, it, it really is. So you have to plan ahead, whether it's for your, ga- your guests or for your trip or your vacation. And you can't treat these things as if it's like a big free-for-all. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a vacation. I'm going to eat everything in sight until my pants don't fit me. You have to just think of everything as like, this is your lifestyle right. and you are a person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, it's all about the 80-20 rule. Mm-hmm. So even when I'm on vacation, it's not like I'm going off the rails mm-hmm. morning, noon, and night. Usually it's dinner time. Right. So you make your choices. You pick you pick your battles and you just go with it, mm-hmm. right? But it is all about planning. Mm-hmm. And emergency snacks always come into play. So, you know, when, when you travel, what do you, I know, Jamie, you're big on packing. You pack for the airplane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll tell you what she has, actually. Go ahead. Let's I see think, how well. So, oatmeal, always oatmeal. Yeah, an instant oatmeal Instant packet. oatmeal. She has her, her salad for the, uh, for the plane ride. Um, she will have nuts or almonds, yep. u- usually. Um, tuna pouches in case she needs it for protein. Uh, beef jerky or chicken, turkey jerky, sometimes beef jerky sticks and vegetables. Like cut fruit. up veggies and fruit, and fruit yeah. yeah. Great. So it's planning ahead. I mean, and I basically you know. don't pack any clothes. I wear the same <laughs> outfit. <Yeah. laughs> you just wear the lettuce I'm actually until it's all gone. We're going on a cruise and, uh, you know, they give you fruit automatically, all the, you know, all, every day. So uh, that's one less thing we have to worry about packing, See? which is great. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, and also, you shouldn't really just make it all about the food. Mm-hmm. If you have a house guest, like plan activities for you. You're a crafter, so mm-hmm. you probably have. I imagine if I went to spend the weekend at your house, do you we'd want be to? painting things? Yeah, let's do it. You but live we're five gonna... minutes away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming over with a suitcase. Can we make coasters? Yeah. All right. Well, crafting. I mean, like yeah. any activity that yeah. you can do with your guests that will take your mind off of like making the focus of everything eating mm-hmm. is helpful. So exercise could be part of it. I know. I'm always amazed, like. Because I'm such a foodie, I always think food first. But when we go to visit my brothers, it's like, you know, we we go places that don't have anything to do with food. We go to like, or even we'll just go and walk around like a shopping center and just, mm-hmm. you know, browse, spend time together. Who, who'd have thought that's what you focus on is people. But, you know. Right. But sometimes people find like, I went on a trip recently with someone with two other couples and one member of one of the other couples, wherever we went, it was like. I don't I don't know what kind of animal it is that always eats everywhere you are. Like no matter whenever we passed a place to buy food, he'd buy food and eat the food. He's thin. Oh, but everywhere like a big giant shawarma, but like minutes before our huge lunch. Ah. A big this, a big that always. So some people find that food. Yeah. You have to just, you know, try to uh just enjoy the activity yeah. mm-hmm. and not think about it as and being... stay hydrated mm-hmm. oh yeah that's a really good one yeah we haven't talked about we that. have not talked about that so. this whole episode i've been quietly sneaking sips of water <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's true because a lot of times i do think that i am so hungry but if you have a giant glass of water or a bottle of water sometimes i'll just down room temp like 16 24 32 ounces of water mm-hmm. And I just don't feel hungry after that. So yeah, our our friend Alana, who's like a beach body um, mentor or coach, she's like a, a big big wig over there. And she her her tagline is water first, veggies most. Mm-hmm. And I always think of that. I'm like water first. Oh yeah, it's like if I do that, it helps helps me out. It, do, it probably would work water veggies first, water most. Though, too. Yeah, that works you too. You could probably flip flop those, but it's good. Okay, and then, so the final saboteur. This is also... Drum roll, drum roll. No surprise here. Number eight is yourself. What? 
So you have to be held accountable. This is like, it's not about making excuses. I feel like a lot of these things that we even outlined in this episode. They all come back to me, don't they? They're they're excuses. The royal me, the the us. (laughs) So like, what are people in the community saying? I mean, Patty said, you know, it's, it's myself. It's not preparing meals. It's letting my guard down. Kim said, I have to stop and think before I randomly shove stuff in my eating hole. <laughs> and this was interesting. Janelle said entitlement. She goes, I tell myself I worked, I worked really hard today. I, you know, a piece of pecan pie should be fine, right? Like, this is all things we tell ourselves. It's interesting. It's like, I, I don't know that food should be used as a reward, but mm-hmm. like, we all do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm no exception. Oh, yeah. But um, it is all about being accountable. Mm-hmm. So you just can't turn the other cheek. You have to... Uh, you know, you could have a fancy food journal. For me, I have a piece of scratch paper mm-hmm. always on my desk with mm-hmm. like a purple Sharpie. You'll see little numbers. You might see 100, 200, 150, 100. That, those are the calories I've eaten for the day. You'll see, you'll probably see 10 on my desk right now. Huh. Or like I'll scribble apple, um, you know, HD recipe, 50 calories based on a taste. It's all about like writing it down and knowing what you ate and paying attention and not being oblivious to it. And no matter how stressed you are, I feel like the whole yourself ties into Mm -hmm. so many of these other saboteurs. But it's just at the end of the day about you being on top of it and aware of it and keeping track of it. Um, And then one of the things that I think it's a very old fashioned way of looking at it. It's a black and white diet mentality. So like I grew up with the classic yo-yo dieter Mm -hmm. and my life was always hearing my mom say, well, I'm starting a diet on Monday. And then Tuesday morning, she'd eat pancakes and say, oh, next Monday is almost around the corner. Or, you know what, I'll start right after this holiday or I'll start January 1st. It's all about like being on a diet or off a diet. And that's the thing I think that sabotages everyone mm-hmm. the most. Mm-hmm. It's it's not about that. It's mm-hmm. about your lifestyle. Yeah. And whatever it is that you ate that you're not feeling great about in your last meal, that could be the last time you ate that. Mm-hmm. So like if you ate pancakes in the morning... That doesn't mean you can't have a sensible salad for lunch and, mm-hmm. a, and a light dinner. And just think about every single meal that is upcoming as a new, yep. it's a new opportunity to make a smart choice. Yep. So I, I think that's key. And, and maybe I feel like that's a new, the whole, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. This is probably something that has become more popular in the past mm-hmm. 20 years. And thank goodness. Yeah. Because I think it's what keeps us sane. It's what keeps me real it's what keeps me honest and it's why I feel okay if people see me eating a bite of pretzel bread Mm -hmm. or eating some dessert at a restaurant because it's like I'm human and I do that but that's not what I do all the time every day yeah so I I think especially for those of us that are maintaining our weight it's like that's a lot of pressure to think about just eating perfectly perfect for the rest of your life it's just not realistic but like you said if it's a lifestyle you make smart choices the majority of the time and when you make a a little indulgent choice. It's like, okay, just get back right back on that horse. Yeah, true. I, I feel like, was this like a therapy session? <laughs> I mean, I feel a little therapied. <sighs> wow. Anyway, but we're going to wrap up by talking about the five takeaways. Oh, good. So, like before we go away, mm-hmm. five takeaways, because maybe your head's swirling. Maybe you're like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Hopefully some of this has been helpful, but these five little tips are hopefully going to help you guys. Um, make smarter choices and not cave to these things that are sabotaging you. So the first thing is know yourself, know your triggers, your trigger situations, and really understand what type of eater you are and the things that are going to throw you off track. So that's key. Number two, plan ahead, get in front of it. I mean, that's something that I say 
all the time and you have to think about everything. Don't be caught off guard. Don't be unprepared. Planning ahead could be everything from checking out the menu for a mm -hmm. restaurant that you're going to later to thinking about what snacks you're going to pack, prepping your meals. Just think about what your food day, week, month mm -hmm. looks like. And it really does become second nature once you start doing it. It's not, it's not as difficult as it might sound. Once you get into a groove, it just becomes what you do. It's like brushing your teeth. Yeah. Showering. Hopefully you do those things. You can plan ahead in the shower. The true. Multitasking. Yes. There you go. Okay. And the third thing is to always be prepared. That's tied to number two. Mm -hmm. So when you plan ahead, it's not just about planning ahead. It's about then being prepared for mm -hmm. what is ahead. So those things go hand in hand. It's like A and B, right? Yeah. Okay. Emergency snacks, meal planning. Yep. And number four, don't make excuses. Be accountable. Mm. So it's all about you. Yet again, not you, Jamie. <laughs> She's looking right I'm at looking me. Right <laughs> at Jamie. You just can't make excuses. It's not like it's not anyone else's fault. It's not the person who told you to have a bite of this or that you don't need to lose weight. It's just about you. Just be strong and be confident yeah. in your decisions. It also doesn't work. Like when we just make excuses and blame other people, it may make us feel better for a minute. But it's like we never we never fix a problem by blaming someone else. No, not usually. <laughs> and the fifth and final takeaway is you have to realize this is not a diet. It's a lifestyle. Mm. This is not about black and white thinking. It's about this is not it's just the long haul. This is forever. It's a multicolored world. It is not black and white. It is not a black and white. <laughs> You're making me want a black a and white grip. cookie. I, mean, I, did, I said earlier it was one of my trigger foods. and now We you're, keep triggering him. What's happening here? I do love a black and white They're cookie. They're so good. Oh. They? But do, do you, you eat them half and half or do you just... I try as hard as I can. I try to like get everybody in, but eventually you can't. It, it, there's no way. There's yeah, just... I know Seinfeld tried to prove it, but there's scientifically no way to eat the whole thing where you get half of each. Oh, I like them <gasps> separately. They should make crisscross ones where it looks like a checkerboard. Oh, and that wow. way every bite, if you take a big bite, mm -hmm. oh my God. But here's the thing. Business idea. Is there, a, there are, you can ruin a black and white cookie. Like I've had bad ones, like ones that are like kind of crispy. So like. Those are just old Mike. Those are are just, they? No, yes. like I, I hate to say it, but the West Coast ones are not as like fluffy as, as the East Coast ones. All right. Lovey's Deli. Yeah. Lovey's. go to Lovey's Deli. I've had them Best at Lovey's. black and white. They're the really country. good. Yeah. And they have minis. Portion control. They well, do. Anyway. So this is not about black and white cookies. No. It's about, <laughs> it's about no black and white thinking. Okay. okay. Don't even think about the cookies. Okay. But just know that it's not a black and white world. So again, lifestyle, not a diet. Think about the big picture and don't beat yourself up, right? Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to listen to this again. <laughs> this is like really good reminders for just how to live your life and how to not let your diet and food, you know, take the reins. It's so true. And we hope this has been helpful to you. This has been really fun for us. Like a lot of times we're just here shoving food in our in our face holes, yes. as, as Kim says, <laughs> um, and just trying new products. But this was like, we really wanted to get kind of deep here mm -hmm. and help you guys psychologically. So hopefully um, this has worked out for you. And if you have anything you want to add, any tips that you personally have, you can share them in the community or you can email us at podcast at hungry-girl.com or at suggest at hungry-girl.com. Or you can call us and leave a message. Mike loves hearing from everybody. What's the number? I do 805-380-8075. That's 805-380-8075. And you can follow us by reading our daily emails yes. every single day. That's the most important thing. Where do they get them? Hungry-girl.com. You can sign up. Subscribe. We send emails every Monday through Friday to over a million people. Um, you can see us on Facebook and on Instagram at all the normal 
expected mm-hmm. places. Mm-hmm. And tell your friends. Yes, tell your friends. If you like this podcast, share it. How can they yeah. share it? Uh, on iTunes, there's a button you just or on the uh, podcast app, you hit share, and then it'll pop up. There'll be a link, and you send it off to your friend. It's easy. Do you see share? I need she, it. Is she saying <laughs> no, not share. S H A R E. Feels like a good C-H-E-R. holiday gift if you didn't. If you forgot to get something, just send them a, a link. To send the them a link to the podcast. <laughs> I got you this. By the way, like uh, the only way, and a lot of people don't realize this. If you have, um, I'm going to say her name low, Alexa. If you have mm-hmm. her, the Amazon Echo in your house, you can tell her to play the podcast. Mm-hmm. You can say, Alexa, play the Hungry Girl podcast on TuneIn, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And she does it. She'll say, and playing she, the latest episode. Right. That's how my mom. And she oh, heard it. Damn it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Alexa, stop. See, my mom does that all the time. She, that's how she hears the podcast. It's <laughs> amazing. All right. Well, this has been fun. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. We'll be back next week. Mm-hmm. What's our episode? Do we know? Uh, the best of 2018. Wow. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Well, tune in and subscribe. But, um, you know, that's all. We're signing off from Hungry Land. I'm Lisa Lillian, also known as Hungry Girl. Till next time, chew the right thing. <laughs>